God is at work through His local church and through the teaching of His Word. This morning on MyBridge Radio, we are pleased to share a favorite message from New Life with campuses in Kearney, North Platte, and Ogallala. Here's Pastor Jeff Baker. I want to talk about insecurity as it particularly relates to and specifically relates to comparison. Because comparison is a, an ugly enemy that we all deal with. We all wrestle with, like, hey, am I wearing the right clothes? You know, and you look to the left and you look to the right and you're like, yep, I am. Or, nope, I got to go spend $100 on a new pair of jeans, right? So, like, do I, do I look right? Uh, do, I, do I live right? Like, do, is my house as good as their house? Like, like, I don't know about, like, they got these things in their house. We don't have this stuff. Like, do we, we need to change this. We need to do that because they did it and that person did it. So I, I need to change it. And so comparison there. Is my paycheck as good as their paycheck? How about this one? This one really strikes at the core of people's hearts. Those people that go on vacation, they post about it all the time. Is my vacation as good as your vacation? Come on, you guys know that's true. You know that's true. You see all the posts, people sitting on the beach. You're like, you were just on the beach last week, and you're there again. This is not fair. Are my vacations as good as your vacations? And then you got social media, and social media has taken comparison to a brand new level of chaos. Is anybody with me? You follow me on this one? Like social media as an example, does my normal day, does my normal day, you know, compare, and how does it compare to your highlight reel? Because that's social media. Social media is my normal day comparing to your highlight reel. No one's out there posting their worst. Everyone's out there posting their best and exaggerating on their best. Like, hey, look at my six-month-old son. He can spell. No, he can't. No, he can't. You look at the, he just said his first sentence. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It was all babble. I don't know, know what you're talking about. Like, look at what my cat can do. I don't care. Like, I just don't care. I don't care. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't know what it is about it. I don't. But I mean, it's like exaggeration and it's all of this, like the highlight reels. And you're like, my life doesn't measure up. And then you're like, my posts, are my posts as good as your posts? And by the way, do I, did I get as many likes as you got? Because if I got more likes, man, I'm feeling good about myself. But if I got less likes, I got to figure out how to get more likes. Like, and you're liking your own stuff, right, to help it out. You know what I mean? Like you're creating new accounts to like your stuff. Just to make sure, just to make sure. You're spending all day liking your stuff just to make sure that you feel good and everyone else goes, I want your life. Like it's ugly. Comparison is ugly. And the fuel behind comparison, guys, is insecurity. Insecurity is what's driving all of our comparison issues, right? There's something about me that I don't like. There's something about me I'm not content with. And because I'm not content with it, then I have to compare myself to others because my insecurity is the fuel that's driving all of that. And what, what do we do when we're comparing? Here's what we're really doing. We're, we're trying to see who can get pushed down. Our first goal in comparing my life to your life is to see if I'm better than you. Because if I'm better than you, then I push you down. I stand on top of that. I feel better about myself. But when the moment happens when I'm, I'm trying to bring you down in my comparison and I can't because you are a rock star, then all of a sudden I have to bring myself down. It doesn't matter which way it goes. When you deal with comparison and comparison issues that are driven by insecurity, someone's going to get pushed down. That's always the way it works. And you hope it's the other person. Why? So that you can feel better about yourself, even if it's just for a moment. So in the end, security 
Insecurity that drives comparison is like a drug. And it makes you feel better about yourself, even if it's just for a brief little moment. So can we all agree that insecurity that fuels comparison is ugly? It's ugly, right? Okay, so on that premise, my life. Back in the pandemic, when church was shut down, it was the worst. Um, I, I was the worst. I, I became the worst version of myself. I didn't like myself. Uh, I didn't like my leadership. I, I don't even know if I liked God. Um, I didn't like this church. I liked you, but I didn't like the cardboard cutouts of you that I was preaching to in an empty auditorium. Are you following me? Like I'm preaching to six different cameras and you're not here and I try to crack a joke even if it's not a good one. Even if it's not a good one, some of you still laugh. Thank you. But when no one's there, you got no feedback. I was, I mean, I was at my worst, guys. Um, I I have been a a person that has really never experienced uh, true depression until the pandemic happened. And that's when I started to sense um, you know, depression. I started to get this cloud over me. I started to get this funk on me and I couldn't really break out of it. And I hated that. I hated it. Right. It was the one time that I would just kind of like, I just wanted to walk away, just get away from it all. But you know, the one thing that gave me just like a little glimmer of false hope was when I would hear about one of my friends down the street that was having some problems with their church. And when I heard about them having problems with their church on the outward, I said this bummer. That's a bummer. And on the inside, I was like, yes. That's ugly. That's really ugly. We're on the same team. If we're Bible-believing, Jesus-preaching churches, we're on the same team. That's what insecurity does. That's how ugly it is. Now, here's what I, I learned. I learned this. That had been in me before that. But when I got to this breaking point and the ugliness of, of my insecurity started to shine, then I was able to do something with it. And today, if God starts shining a light on your insecurity, the best time to deal with it is when he's shining the light on it. He was shining a light on it then with me, and we dealt with it, and we moved on, right? And we crushed it. Take it. Take it out. God, that's not it. Like, I don't compare myself with anybody else down the street, around the corner, in another state, or around the world. I have one person to compare myself to, and one person's applause is the only applause I'm looking for, and that's the applause of Jesus Christ. And that's for our life as well. So when is the best time to deal with sin that you find in your life? The moment that God shines the light on it. And if God was shining the light on something in your life today, I want to encourage you, get that weed and pull it out of your life because otherwise that ugly truth gets to live on and that's not what God has asked us to do. So here is that ugly truth. When you compare yourself to others, here's what you're doing. You're secretly wanting to be better than them. You just secretly want to be better than them. And that's sin. I was listening to Andy Stanley. I don't know if you've heard of Andy, Andy Stanley. You guys heard of Andy Stanley? Okay. I was listening to him this week. By the way, oh, this summer I met Andy Stanley face to face. It was awesome. It was awesome. We were at, and this is a true story. We, we were at this little food buffet thing and uh, there was Andy and I walked up and I was like, hey, Andy Stanley, it's, it's good to meet you. And he's like, yeah, it's great to see you. Hey, can you hand me that butter? That's the way I went down like that. I handed him his butter and he went back to his table and I met Andy Stanley. It was great. <laughs> Um, that's a true story. I haven't washed his hands since then. So uh, if you shook the hand, you shake my hand, you shake the hand of Andy Stanley. Basically, although it was just handing him butter. So it, that's a true story, by the way. Um, but Andy Stanley, 
he, uh, he, he was, he was kind of sharing this little thought. And he goes, you know where most of us live? You know where most of us live? And people are like, oh, I live in the United States. No, you live in the land of Ur. You know where the land of Ur is? Like somebody said like earlier on today, they were like, Ur, isn't that like an ancient place in the Old Testament? Um, like, I don't know. I, I think it is, but it's not the same one. You live in the land of Ur. You know what I'm talking about? You know where Ur is? Here, here's where it is. It's this. Am I richer? Am I skinnier? Am I smarter? Am I taller? Am I prettier? Am I happier? Am I hipper? That's where the holes in the jeans come from, by the way. Um, am I marrieder? Basically, is, is my marriage better than your marriage? Do I have more money than you have? Right? Am I more in shape than you're in shape? Am I a better dad than you are? Am I a better mom than you are? Like, what, what, like, am I better than you? Because that's the way we tend to live our lives. Insecurity drives comparison that puts us into the land of Ur. And what are we really trying to do with all of that comparison? We're trying to do this one thing. We're trying to be superior. I don't know about you, but that hits right here. That's what all of us want in our lives. There's this there's this emptiness inside of us, this place where we're just not content. And because we're not content, it's driving us to be superior. And to be superior, I have to push others down so that I can rise above them. So insecurity then becomes like this silent killer. It's a silent killer that drives my comparison. It's like, the, it's like radon gas. I know you've heard of radon gas, right? Like if you buy a house anywhere in this area, they tend to want you to have a, uh, a radon gas test. And what, what is that, really? Well, it's, um, it's, this, it's this radioactive gas that's naturally happening by the decaying of rock and soil. And then as those rock and soil decay and this radioactive material, it, it, it kind of moves its way in through the pores of our homes and through the foundations even of our homes. And it's this micro pellets of this radon gas that you can't smell, you can't taste, it has no color, right? So it has no odor and you can't, but you're breathing in these micro pellets of this radon gas and it is... It's one of the main causes of lung cancer um, in the United States. I think it's like smoking and then it's radon gas. And so people are dying from this silent killer. They don't even know it's there. That's like insecurity. Insecurity is like that gas. And you, you keep breathing it in and it drives this comparison that you don't even see happening. You don't even know it's there. It's just naturally going on. And what is it doing? It's leading to this decay and it's leading, really, towards this death. And no one wins, by the way. Nobody wins when we compare. So the, the guy who the Bible says is the wisest man to ever walk the earth. You guys, know who, you guys know who that is? Solomon. Solomon, the wisest man to ever walk the earth, when he was on the earth, and even to this day. The Bible says he's the wisest. It would be a guy you don't want to compare yourself to. right? Because it's going to be a benchmark up here. You're never going to reach it. And you're just going to feel bad about yourself. He's a wise, he's super wise, and he wrote so many different things that have such a deep sense of meaning to them. And I want to take you to that place right now. So if you've got a Bible, we're going to anchor ourselves for the rest of my time with you in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 4, 5, and 6. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 4, 5, and 6. Here's what he had to say about comparison, right? He says this, I've observed that most people, someone say most people. 
that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. Watch this. Most people are so insecure in who they are in Christ that their envy, their comparison, as they look at others, becomes the motivator or the fuel that causes them to have such drive in this life that's wearing them out, that's burning up relationships, destroying marriages, destroying relationships between fathers and sons, destroying all kinds of things in their life to, just so that they can succeed. Here, here's the, the sad reality. The sad reality is that the person on the right or the person on the left of you has become the fuel for your success. The person who lives down the street from you, the person that works in the cubicle next to you, The sad reality is that instead of looking to Christ for my identity and who he says I am, I'm looking to you and I'm going, who do you say I am? And another human being is forcing you, driving you. Most people are being motivated by that to succeed and to look successful in this world. Well, there's a big problem with that. Here's the sad problem with the whole thing. And that's this. You can't love what you envy. And why does that matter? Why does that matter? Well, it matters because Jesus said the great command, the great command, which he says, look, there's a lot of, there's a lot of commands, but the greatest of all the commands, if you get these two simple things right, you, everything else falls in its place. But if you don't get these two things right, nothing else falls in its place. It's kind of like a secret key to the kingdom of God. How many guys would want a secret key to heaven? You want a secret key to the kingdom of God? Jesus says it hinges on these two simple things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's the great command. You can't love what you envy. And Solomon says, when I look around the world, and he could be here today saying the same thing, I notice that people envy their neighbor that becomes the fuel that drives them on this endless drive to nowhere. And it's why we're so burnt out and we lack joy. And Jesus was saying, no, let me flip that on its head. Don't live your life that way. Here's how you get ahead. Love God with everything and love your neighbor as you love yourself. Want the best for them. In fact, want something better for them. When you truly want something better for them, when you truly do, when you truly do, guess what happens? Insecurity dies. The trap of comparison, it dies. It just vanishes and it goes away. This is what Solomon said in the second part of verse 4 about this whole comparison thing. He says this, this too is meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. It's meaningless to try to let the person on the right or the left of you be the fuel that motivates you to become who you're going to be. That's meaningless. It's like chasing the wind. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a trap, guys. It's a comparison trap. It's destructive. It's destructive. You can't put your eyes on God if your eyes are on someone, someone else, by the way. So you can't get your eyes where they need to be because your eyes are this way all the time, trying to compare yourself because of your insecurity. So it's a trap, and it eats you alive, and it destroys the very essence of who you are. It's like he says, chasing the wind. And as Nebraskans, aren't we, aren't we professionals on wind? <laughs> it's, it's windier in Nebraska, than, if I've read my statistics correctly, than any other state. Like this scripture, we should get it. We should be like, yep, we understand it, man. Can you imagine chasing your insecurity through comparison, like chasing the wind in Nebraska? Can you imagine that? 
Isn't that, gonna, isn't that why you're so tired? Could you imagine chasing the wind here, trying to catch it? Isn't it why you're so burnt out? Isn't it why you lack joy? Because you're chasing the wind. You're, it's like chasing the wind when you're trying to find your success based off of the person on the right or the left of you. It's no wonder why you're burnt out. It's no wonder why you lack joy. And let me even say this. It's no wonder why some of you are in debt. You're in debt because you've been chasing the wind. You've been looking to your right and to your left to find out your economic status and what evidently you're supposed to have in your economic bracket. And because you can't afford it, you go out and you buy it anyways. It's why some of you are in debt because you've been chasing the wind. Well, that's, that's futile. Like, you're never going to get anywhere. So what do I do? Do I just give up ambitions? Do I just give up dreams? Do I just give up purpose? Right? Do I just give up desires? No, you just got to make sure that your ambitions are focused on the right thing. Because if they're focused on the neighbor next to you, then you're chasing the wind. And some of you, by the way, you're running at a pace that you can't sustain. You're running at a pace you can't sustain. Why? Because you're watching someone else's pace. And you think because they run that fast in life, I should run that fast in life. They can get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go to bed at midnight. I should be able to do that. No, you weren't wired that way. They can do all of these things. They can run three different businesses at one time. I should be able to do that. No, you weren't wired that way. You're not wired that way. You see what I'm saying? Like you, you, you got to be yourself and you got to be content with who you are. So what do we do? Do we just give up on ambitions and dreams and desires? Is, is that where we go? Like, okay, so Jeff, I'm not going to live the trap of comparison. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to bury my head in the sand. And I'm just not going to do anything. I'm just going to sit over here. I'm not going to break that command. I'm not going to break that law. You can't do that. Even Solomon in his wisdom said to that in verse 5, the very next verse, he goes, fools, f- fools fold their idle hands, leading them to ruin. You can't go over here. You can't just sit around and fold your hands and go, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, you know what, I'm just going to be a hermit. I'm going to live in my house. That's all I'm going to do. I can live online, and I'm not going to let those people affect me. Nope, I'm going to give up all of my material things. I'm not going to compare myself anymore. I'm going to let my hair grow. I'm going to wear the same shirt, the same shorts, the same underwear, and you're going to be alone. <laughs> I'm not going to interact with this world. Like, you can't do that because fools fold their, their idle hands, and it leads to what? Ruin. So if you choose comparison, it leads to chasing the wind. If you choose to do nothing, it leads to ruin. So that means that we should all be asking the same question. What is there a third option? Is there a third option? And guess what? Solomon in all of his wisdom said, yes, there is. Look with me in verse 6. He said, look, better to have one handful of quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. You can have two handfuls of hard work chasing the wind, living this comparison lifestyle driven by your insecurity, or you can have one handful of quietness, which is what? Tranquility, peace, joy, rest. Which one do you want? It's like he says, look, you can have one or you can have the other. One of them is like chasing the wind. This one, this one, it brings life. Would you just do this little exercise with me? Would you just like find a way to get both of your hands this on your lap? If you're holding a cup of coffee, give it to the person next to you. Okay, so yeah, you have to do that one quick, or they're going to catch on. All right, 
so just, I want you to do this. Now, I just want you to just do one simple little thing. Just, just, do, just put one hand down like this. And this one hand is just wide open, right? And I just want you to take a big, deep breath. This deep breath in, slowly let it out, right? This is a handful of quietness, of tranquility, of rest, of peace. This is what happens when your, secure, your security is found in Christ. When you're not racing around, chasing the wind, trying to please the person on the right or the left of you, but you're living your life just to please one, and that's God. But then I want you to take both hands, flip them over, and I want you to make a fist tighter than you've ever made a fist. And I just want you to hold that. All right, just hold it, because this, this represents stress, this represents chasing the wind. This represents trying to keep up with your neighbor. This represents trying to outdo the person at work just so that you look better, so you push them down, because that's comparison. Like, pinch it tight. Like, are your fingers starting to hurt a little bit as they're digging into the palm of your hand? Because if they're not, you're not doing it tight enough. Right? And you're like, but I don't work out. This isn't a workout. All right? All right well, I'm starting to sweat. Fine, that's okay. Like, I just want you to feel the stress of this. Tight, tighter. Get it tighter because this is the life we're living right now in America. We're living a life like this. Clenched fists tightly, guys, until they start to shake. Like, get it tight because this is the life that you're living right now. You're living this comparison life with the person on the right. Tighter, tighter. You're trying to loosen up. You should dig it in and make it tighter because this is the reality of what most people are doing and chasing the wind. Now, let it go. Down to one. And I just want to ask the simple question. Which one do you want? Which one do you want? I think all of us are going to say, I, I, want a, I want a handful of quietness over this. A handful of quietness. You know what that means? It means this. It's like, God, this is my life. You can, you can give and you can take away. You can give and you can take away. But when I'm like this, God doesn't get to give or take away. I'm in control. And it gets painful. I want to live my life like this. So how, how, how would you do that? If you want to live a life with one hand open, then there's only really one thing that you got to worry about comparing yourself to. And that's God's word. you got to compare yourself to God's word. Because God's word is the only thing that even matters. But to compare yourself with God's word means that you've got to come to grips with one simple principle. Here it is. Watch. God loves me. God loves me. When you get to the conclusion that God loves me, then you can start comparing yourself to his word. And his word can start to act like a mirror to your life. It can start acting like a mirror to your life. It can start showing you, who am I really? What's really going on with my life? What is truth? Does my life line up with his word or does my life not line up with his word? That's the only place you got to go. Because look, if we live with our insecurity driving our comparison, it's like looking at in, in one of those funhouse mirrors, right? Where you're looking at and you're like, man, my head's big compared to yours. My hips are large. My, my feet are large. My, my arms are much longer than yours. I mean, that, that's living life insecure. Insecure causes you to live in this funhouse mirror kind of a system. It's like it's like the, the old Disney fairy tale deal, Snow White. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the prettiest of them all? 
Mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the richer of them all? Who's the stronger of them all? Who's got the better house of them all, right? Who's got the better job of them all? Who gets paid more than all the rest of them? Who's the better dad of them all? Who's the better mom of them all? And when you live in that world, you're living in the fairy tale land of Ur. Ur. Am I superior? Ur. It's like chasing the wind. So here's the powerful truth. Insecurity dies at the feet of God's word. But insecurity can only die at the feet of God's word when you know that he loves you. And when you start looking into the mirror of God's word, then you start hearing things about your life that maybe you've never heard. You are incredible. You are designed with a purpose. You are unique. You start to hear that Christ died for your sins. You start to see how big God is, which in a healthy way shows you really how little you are. But yet you're secure in how little you are because it's no longer compared to how little others are, but how big God is. A big difference happens when you start to compare yourself to God's word. That's where freedom is found. Amen? That's where freedom is found. So I'm going to give you three things I want you to practice this week. Because these three things are going to help you decrease insecurity and comparison and increase the security that's found in Christ that's going to bring a lot of liberty and freedom to your life. The first thing that I want to encourage you to do is this, that when you find yourself looking to the right or to the left, looking to this person or that person, look up. It's a simple principle. When I'm looking here and I'm looking there, I need to be looking here. I need to be saying this, who do you say I am? What is your opinion of this situation? So that's the first one. When you find yourself looking right or left, look up. Secondly, when you find your mind comparing you to them, you to them, look to him. When you find your mind, because that's what happens, you got this war, when you find your mind comparing you to them, you look to him. How do you look to him? What does the him mean? God. Okay, look to God. And so how do you look to God? You look to God primarily in his word. So the first one is prayer. Who do you say I am? Secondly, it's his word. When I, my mind's going crazy and I'm wondering what you think about me and I'm comparing me to you, no, let's go to him. Well, who do you say I am? Now lastly, Lastly, when you find your desires wanting to keep, keep up, right? When, you want your, when your desires are like, I, I got to go buy this. I got to go do that. I got to accomplish this. I got you know, to do more. I got to do more. I got to take on more. I got I to be amazing. Like, she's amazing. I got to be amazing. He's incredible. I got to be incredible. Like, when you want to try to keep up, kneel down and surrender. All three of these things are driving to the same core principle. I gotta look up, who do you say I am? I gotta look to your word, who do you say I am? I gotta kneel down and surrender and go, who do you say I am? If you wanna combat insecurity that crushes comparison, we're gonna have to care more about who do you say I am. Practice those three simple things this week and see if you don't find some traction of insecurity dying, comparison of the left and the right and chasing the wind, watch it go away and see if you don't start to experience a little more peace, a little more joy, and a little more handful of quietness in your life. Thank you for joining us this morning for a favorite message from Pastor Jeff Baker at New Life. If you'd like to hear this message again or more like it, 
check out Heard On Air on the MyBridge Radio app or online at mybridgeradio.net.